What's that clicking? Pen. Hi there and welcome to episode. Hi there and welcome to episode seventy-three of the ADHD Adults. Another awful, chaotic, one-star episode of Utter Chaos in which one of us is apparently um, bullied. Um, Hello, our beloved listener. I'm James Brown, too bored to write an intro, and as usual, I'm joined by the wank handle that is Dr. Alex Connor. And the hand wankle, that didn't work. I really should have written an introduction. That's <laughs> Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. Isn't a, a wank handle just, isn't that just a hand? Yeah, I just thought it sounded funny, to be it honest. Does. It, dep- like it, it. D- depends what you want to use to wank with. Uh, Mrs. ADHD, hi. Hello. That's it. That's what I like, Alex. Just a short, sharp, <clears throat> disinterested. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he was un- uninterested. Rather than, oh, rather than, <laughs> because the word he used um, means unbiased. Like a referee might really enjoy football, but be disinterested in the result, you see. <laughs> he means uninterested. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. You do this bit, Al, so do you want to do your bit? <laughs> you know the bits in, you know the bits in blue, don't you? Oh my god, I leave like three milliseconds of a gap for yeah. three milliseconds. It's like an age. Yeah, it Just does. to YouTube because of the thing. A reminder that we started this podcast for educational reasons, psycho, but people always ask for more personal reflections and bonus content. Now we've got time for to do an extra one every Thursday, as I'm not allowed in, in the forest by my Bavarian cottage anymore because apparently I'm <laughs> fucking cottage yeah but i've got i've got a cap joke afterwards that wouldn't work oh, right, with any other words. sorry <laughs> he's probably got a cottage on the grounds anyway i'm not i'm not allowed in the forest by the Bavarian cottage anymore because i'm too boring for the trees apparently <laughs> and james has to stay in england despite invites to come and visit me because well, it doesn't matter why. Just that he understood Bavarian cottaging to be something different altogether. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's it's all sorted down. He barely got a big fine at all. Yeah. And Mrs. Adiashi has time for a Thursday one because she doesn't even know we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that. So this finished toilet roll sitting, mocking you on the toilet roll holder the morning after you had a biryani of a podcast is also a tragedy in three parts. We'll discuss how our week between podcasts has been from the perspective of three people with ADHD. Um, we'll also answer some questions which have been sent in from our community. So remember to send them in, particularly via the discords. And then we'll talk about the theme of this week's podcast, which was smartphone use or addiction, why we chose it and how we feel about it. So first of all, and I'm going to go to Sam first, how was your week? It was um, fine. <laughs> difficult. It was difficult mm. um, and exhausting emotionally and physically. Um, yeah, my um, my nan passed away. Well, first of all, she was ill, and I should have gone over, but I didn't. I took my mum took my mum and dad to the airport and said, you know, let me know <clears throat> whether it's worth coming over or not. And then she died. Um, so that was shit. Um, so I went over um, because I wanted to see her. My, my nan lives in Belfast and they're Irish Catholic. So I wanted to go over and see her body for the wake. But then it was um, Bobbitt's funeral. So I went over, I saw the family, came back. 
had uh, Bob's funeral. And then I had to do this thing in work the next day and then went back over for the funeral and nearly didn't get over. But thank you so much to John from Flybe. You're not going to be listening to this. But um, yeah, I was on the flight and it was delayed for ages and ages and ages. And we were on the floor, floor, ground for ages. And they were trying to fix this. Ball. And I was I was cursing the engineer because I thought he's definitely got fucking ADHD because he came with the wrong part and then had to go back and get another part, which was still the wrong part. And I'm thinking, fucking hell. Anyway, in the end, we didn't have the part, so they cancelled the flight. And at that point, I just burst out into tears because I realised there was no way I was getting to see my grand for a funeral because there were no other flights. Anyway, John just kept us all on. I, I won't go into it, but basically he got us there. He got us to mm. Belfast. So I got over there for the funeral, which was amazing. And, um, yeah, dealing with lots of... Lots of family stuff, lots of stuff. It's been a bit shit. But the thing I wanted to say was I'm back on my meds now and there's no way on earth I could have coped as well as I did if I wasn't on meds. I was really calm. We were delayed for hours and hours and hours and I was really emotional. I was really calm. I feel when my med I'm up to 60 milligrams now and I feel when they kick in, just this wave of calm come over me and internally I'm a bit calmer, externally yeah. I'm a bit calmer. And it just meant that I could sit for hours waiting and, and in funeral services and, you know, at the flat. And I just think I was so much better than I could have been. Just a quick question. We talked about this um, in the grieving episode about how because me sitting with, with my dad during those last hours was so rewarding because I was getting to spend time with him. Do you think there was an element of that as well? Because you knew you were... It was your, your nano, you loved her so much, and you knew that actually this was something that was important to you. It was rewarding. Do you think that was played a part in that as well, that ability to sit still in environments where you maybe wouldn't normally? I think um, probably definitely kind of in in her flat with the, um, you know, with her body. And the, the, mm. Absolutely like you, just feeling love yeah. and peace. And I could have just stayed there staring at her and talking to her for days on the flight though slightly different because that mm. I didn't want to I wasn't getting reward from that I just wanted to be there so definitely on the flight it it, it helped um yeah mm. it was definitely meds um but yeah and the funerals and stuff I was if people just sit with a dead body I know we've yeah. talked mm. about this before, but will you just sit with... is it weird yeah. that I found that like I find that just the thought well, of it's so boring. it's not weird but, but, it's not weird no yeah, and, and, and let's face it, the dead bodies you're the dead bodies you're normally around oh, don't do don't last very long, do they? They're normally chopped up and buried within about half an hour. So and because they talk my, because they my... talk to you. <laughs> but I my family are from you know, this is normal for my family, you've got to remember. And I, I, I didn't say is it weird? Normal. I said, isn't oh. it boring? Because no. it sounds really boring. I know. No, yeah, from an ADHD, so. ADHD boy, yeah. I don't mean like, like but, I, I again, it's, a, it's about that reward. Al. I would happily now, if I had the chance, go back and sit with my dad again for 12 hours without moving, if I could, because it, I, the, the reward from being there for, no, the reward from at the time, from the reward from being there for the person you love so much. Yeah. Look how puzzled it, he is. <laughs> he doesn't I know, know exactly. What it's like to feel and, these feelings. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So feeling feelings, Alex, are a little bit like, um, you know, you know that thrill you get 
just as the life goes out of somebody's eyes. That's a feeling. It's a very nice thing. I have some point human feeling. Three, three reviews. <laughs> human feeling. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, when I'm with the body, I'm thinking about all the times I've had with hmm. them. I'm looking at what a good job they've done to their face to make them look so lovely. Um, yeah, there's, so, yeah, I might still be hyperactive internally um, because I'm thinking of all these things, but I'm just filled with love and, and, and peace, and it's just lovely. And for me, I kind of need that. Most people just say, fine, thanks. How was your week? But, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm not most people. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue into mine because it's obviously related. So yeah. because a lot of the things that Mrs. ADHD went through, I went through as well. It was Robert mm. from Kidderminster's funeral. And what, what I've discovered, which many people I'm sure who've had a loss will probably say, yeah, of course. What I discovered was that I didn't really have an emotional reaction to it until right at the end, until we were clearing away at the wake and actually Heroes by, by Bowie was playing and I just started crying. There was just, just immediate family tidying away the kind of plates and the food. And it was because I I had a job to do beforehand. I was a bearer. I was reading the eulogy. It was make sure everything works, get it right for dad. And importantly, um, the vicar at our local church, where my dad was in a member of the congregation in the choir for 35 years, refused to visit him when he was dying, saying he was too busy. And when we then had to book the funeral, he was the only vicar available to give the service. So I spent 90% of that funeral death staring a vicar, hoping that he'd look at me so he could see the fact that I wanted to throat punch him. And that it's actually what, allowed what, what me... It is. It is absolutely what Robert would have wanted. But that allowed me, I think, to focus my emotional response on, you know, staring as hard as I could at a vicar with pure hatred uh, in my eyes. Healthy coping mechanism tips. You oh, absolutely. That absolutely. And what about you, Alex? What your week? Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't have a single drink in seven days, which wow. is well for done. me. Cheers. Chapeau. All genuinely pleased wasn't easy obviously but no good that was good and i i have a really odd portfolio career and and as as you well know so i do consulting and all sorts of showing off like this and helping people write things and educate and in all areas lots of office work but i also help out in a forest in bavaria next to my cottage and I took a video of me i'm not even allowed on one of the two track i have to go on the outside of it i'm like third farmhand and it made me realise that 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 you, you don't have to always be kind of the leader character. You don't have to be an expert if you've got a portfolio career. It really can be fucking wildly different. I'm just mm. the guy that puts the wood on the trailer in the forest and I'm not even allowed to hold the chainsaw. That's not too yeah. dissimilar to this then. You're just like the dead weight that <laughs> that helps drag down our no, no, that's me. every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Jake, she's right there. <laughs> 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 so nice good but i really the what i realized was despite that i think portfolio portfolio careers or lots of different types in your career has is great for adhd people mm. and everything i do as like third form hand in the forest is the same thing as i do in mm. my consultant phd day job which is communication and teamwork and and project management lifting, and, and lifting wood and sitting on a tractor yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, you've got to work really closely, communicate really effectively. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same transferable skills, James. Moving on. 
as always at this point, I ask you what stupid thing and going to a funeral doesn't count or sitting with a dead body because apparently that's normal. What stupid thing have you been doing instead of what you were supposed to be doing? Sam, what about you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was no, no. just thinking, I don't know if these are relevant um, because I don't know if it answers the question. I um, When I was flying back to Belfast again after the first time, I thought, right, I'm going to get a, rid of all my old boarding passes and everything so that I don't get confused and obviously destroyed the new ones as well and had to <laughs> print them all off again. Um, for the funeral wake, James's dad's funeral wake, I forgot to order food for me and his <laughs> niece that ordered for everybody else, but I'm vegan and she's gluten-free. Completely forgot that we existed, so I had to go and buy some. And um, That's really classic, isn't it? That's a really classic ADHD thing to I do. know. And then coming back one of the times from Belfast, I can't remember which one, um, I said to James, listen, go to bed, because he was knackered. He'd had his dad's funeral. He was completely knackered. So I was like, listen, go to bed. I'll get a taxi home. Obviously, didn't bring any keys with me. Um, oh. But luckily, James anticipated that I wouldn't have done that and left the door <laughs> open. I was talking to people on Discord all the way home, and I'm like, oh, my God, and I'm going to get home, and there's no key, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's left the door open, so it was all good. Not brilliant for, you know, burglars, but... No, <laughs> but then I, I, was, I, was, I, I was in the house, though. Oh, I see. Yeah, Good. What about you, James? What stupid thing? It didn't answer the question, but I liked it anyway. If the question was what yeah. ADHD <laughs> thing have you done this week, then it was very helpful. Oh, uh, what yeah. about you, James? Uh, what stupid not, thing have you been doing this week? To be fair, is... not, yeah, I, I haven't actually done anything particularly stupid instead of what I should be doing. I think I've pretty much done what I should have been doing, so I've managed to help yeah. organise and deliver a funeral and a wake. I've supported my wife as best I can. I could have supported her more in actually going over to Belfast for the funeral, but I didn't, and I feel a bit of um, guilt about that. And I've been handling the difficult paperwork for a complaint we're making about Bobbitt's care, which is interesting because it's, it, it's, it's again, ablest as every process is, just trying to understand the forms and what they're asking for and what you have to provide means that I had to go out and buy Tipex. People don't sell Tipex anymore, Al. What do you it, mean? So... So I filled in, a, basically, we're requesting Bobbitt's um, medical records, and you, you've got a legal right to do that, but the form, if you actually read it, which I didn't, obviously, because I've got ADHD, um, states that the person requesting it has to either, has to be the representative, and that means either the executor or administrator, and I, I was neither, so I filled the form in with my name, and because they'd only sent one form, I was like, shit, I've got to, I've got to change it. And instead no, of I thinking, mean, I, I, sorry, I meant, what do you mean they don't sell Tipex? They must do. Yeah, I'm getting to the point, Alex. If you just <laughs> when, let you, me, you, you put in a lot of information there. You, you, you backfilled a lot, and you're now wasting time explaining <laughs> that I backfilled a lot. <laughs> I really am. I'm, I'm just explaining why I needed Tipex. So <sighs> instead, instead of, and again, this is down to a lack of calm thinking and reasoning. I know that I can could scan this form in and using a PDF software, just wipe out all of that writing. But instead I thought, I've got to buy some Tipex and then scan it in and then print it out and then write it again. It took me an hour and a half to find anywhere that had Tipex. 
an hour and a half when I was meant to be with my family because I'd agreed to go over there. And then I got the Tipex and it was these stupid little fucking Tipex mice things if you're on YouTube, which is shit and don't work. So I didn't cover most of the text. So fuck it, I'll scan it in anyway and then realize, oh, I can just delete the bits I'd written. Like, <laughs> of course you can. Yeah, we in are. The end, two, two hours, two hours of Tipex-related shit when I should have been with my family. I remember a friend of mine who may or may not have ADHD once had to send a fax back in the olden days, and it, <laughs> he photocopied the thing he wanted to fax and took it down to the fax machine. <laughs> and I think he sort of thought the fax rolled up into a tiny ball and went down. <laughs> and he realised he had two copies. Oh. Incredible. Amazing. What about you, Al? Well, well, I'm very impressed, James. Well done. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did low. Obviously, I was knackered from working all day in Forest on Saturday, and on Sunday, the kids asked me if I'd paint with them. We had, I bought these cheap like canvases, little ones, and it, so I thought, oh, everyone's just painting a picture for five minutes, and then I'm massively hyper focused on seeing if <laughs> same as same as you, I imagine, James. It's <laughs> embarrassing if I could paint a Picasso picture in the style of Van Gogh with some acrylic paints. No, Jesus four four hours, Sam. I spent doing that on a tiny little wow. camera. I know your kids. Go- your kids going to turn out like you. I mean, the boys are way better than you, obviously, but the girls are they, are um, they going to have one, the same interests? One of them is. Yeah, you see that? I, I, I no. can just about it. No, I, have you got a green screen on or not? Oh, I'm in. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> I'm in the office. I'm not down in the studio right now. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Why? Uh, oh, uh, it's boring. It's, okay. I, okay. I, I, really boring. I <clears throat> but we'll take a break then, and in part two, we'll answer some questions and thoughts from the ADHD community. See you in a bit. Bye. No. Alex. Hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Hello. Welcome back to. The ADHD Adults, extra special episode 73, Week in ADHD, number 10, James, double figures, mm. Thursday podcast. The second ever Thursday podcast of the ADHD Adults <laughs> in 2023. Uh, <laughs> and as always, we're discussing the theme from Monday, which was um, which was <laughs> smartphone addictions and usage. But first, as always, oh no, it's part two, not part three, sorry. Very professional. We're taking questions from the community. I'm really tired. We're taking questions from the community. They come from all over the place. James does tickers sometimes, but on Instagrams and Facebooks, MySpace, Ask Jeeves, all that, tweeters. But mostly from our Discord, the ADHD adults, where you can search for that because we have over a thousand people. First question, James and Sam, um, is from Heronby. And it's... it's uh, Really good question, actually. We they say we have some legal protections with the Disability Act for work. Do we have any protections as a customer from companies, such as if we forget to cancel a monthly payment for TV providers, which we don't use, or if we get penalties for paying a bill late? If you've got ADHD, any protections at all? I'm going to be honest, James. I haven't got a fucking clue. Do you, either of you two I, know? I, I don't. Th- I don't think we do. What that what does exist are individual yeah. company policies. So there are companies. Google is one who theoretically have neurodivergence um, kind of written into their organisation. So for employees again, yeah. Some I have heard. Um, in fact, somebody got in touch to say that they had a car. Imagine getting a, a car parking ticket, Al. Imagine getting a park, parking ticket because you parked in a car park and then you saw somebody you knew and then forgot to, I can't to buy a ticket. Can you, can you imagine that, can you? 
I can, imagine, I, can, I can imagine getting a car parking ticket many, many times, James. Yes. Yes. But yes. well, somebody yeah. got in touch with us to say that they had um, uh, written to the, the car parking agency, explained they had ADHD, and that's why they hadn't got the ticket, and they were let off. That's cool. Now, I think what you'll realistically find is there will be some organizations, uh, including banks. I remember I've told this story before when I mentioned to. I think it was Virgin Credit Cards, something about the fact that I'd asked for my direct debit date to change and they hadn't changed yet. And then when I mentioned I had ADHD, they instantly went to some prepared text of, do you need help with your finances, blah, 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 blah. So you're probably going to find in some organizations, there will be some policies there to assist people with a neurodivergent disorder. But my understanding is there is not an act of parliament, an act of legislation, which provides protection um, in the more kind of, commercial or um uh uh sales world of, of of buying things but there really should be sam i think it's definitely worth appealing though just appeal everything yeah. you know yeah it is contact them and but say this is why and just see what they say it is but again all those processes are massively ableist because you have to find <laughs> out where you where you appeal and do it on time etc but you're absolutely right if you can remember to and this is where sometimes body doubling can help. Um, having someone with you to help you even start the process can be really helpful. So it's a great question. I don't think we have protection. This is why we, we actually need a broader um, neurodiversity act or an ADHD act alongside the, the existing autism act that, that strengthens the rights that we've got as people who have these issues. Alex, have you got anything other than I'm not sure? No, just, just echoing that really it's okay to it's not an excuse it's a reason in many cases and it's okay to say look if you if you go in with the it doesn't matter if they say no then you haven't got anything to lose if you can be asked to do it bob okay question two <clears throat> which is from grant says in nadine burke harris md's book the deepest well she makes a very compelling case for the link between adverse childhood experiences or aces and adhd According to some studies, there's even a dose relation, i.e. the more ACEs or advanced childhood experiences a child is exposed to, the greater risk factor for ADHD. And Nadine Burke-Harris's hypothesis is that a maladaptive toxic stress response leads to changes in the neurochemistry and ultimately the physical development of the brain and furthermore risk factors for a whole range of illnesses, childhood and chronic, are increased. Alex, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's of course, there are triggers for ADHD, and, and that yeah. is definitely one of them. The problem, of course, is this, again, Gabor Mate-type thing of simplistically saying, and therefore that applies to all people in all orders. Mm. It doesn't. That's true. Lots of stuff, lots of, lots of things where you've got a propensity for it. Some kind of traumatic or toxic or environmental event can exacerbate the symptoms. That's, I don't think that's ever been in doubt. And this is, the, this is an issue when we say, it's a genetic disorder. People think we mean one gene, one disorder. Mm. We don't. It means propensities. It's complex. There are different reasons, different people, different. I Honestly, I think that one day will be one of the ADHDs. It just won't be all of them. It's too simplistic mm. and there's not enough evidence. If it was, you, the, that relationship you described where more adverse symptoms, more things would be absolutely linear. And it ain't. It just isn't. Mm. That's what I think. What about you, Tim? Sam? Look at the panic on her face. Absolute I panic. I wasn't listening to any of that. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, that's that's fine. That's that's okay. No, no, James, it's not fine. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I, I, it started and I thought, I don't know what any of this is. So I just tuned out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I get that. So it, it, often I think that means that we've probably gone into one of our ridiculous science rabbit holes. Sam, the idea that... that, that is this nature the... versus nurture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. But also, if, if you have the propensity for ADHD... Prob- like problems almost trauma as childhood, either lots of little ones or one big one. The more of that you have, the more your ADHD symptoms will come out. Reasonable, but is it possible that's the only link to ADHD? That's, I guess I, that's the question. Yeah, I mean, I have heard that trauma can cause can. ADHD, um, but that uh, genetically, I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a problem. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people have heard that exactly that, that trauma can cause ADHD. Yeah, the, the cause has to have a big asterisk. And again, yeah. we can only go with the evidence that we've got. Mm. And, a, a, you know, a good scientist like me, not Al, would always be happy to change their opinion based on yeah, good evidence. Definitely. And if in the next 10 years, a really big trial study showed that actually um, the environmental uh environment that a child grows up in is more powerful than their genetics then that would be brilliant we understand the disorder better but all the evidence we've got shows that if you if you use the appropriate statistical tests that environmental factors are associative and not causative and the genetic factors are causative and i talked about this i think it was in last week's it's a little bit like you know having a big fire big pile of wood with petrol on sitting there if you throw a match on yes it will it will light up but is it the match or is it the the big pile of you know uh, mm. petrol soaked yeah. wood which is sitting there waiting to be lit, and therefore it's that mix of genetic predisposition and environmental triggers as a as a as something to uh, I don't know make that a bit simpler. If you have the genetic predisposition for having type two diabetes, which is associated in about eighty percent of of people with type two diabetes with being overweight, but you never eat more than a thousand calories a day, you're unlikely to become type two diabetic. But if you eat a normal diet, it's more likely. But is it the eating's fault or is it the genetic predisposition to, to having type two diabetes? So it is a little bit of both, but you have to have the genes. You can't just happen in most people if you just do the eating. And and what's even more complicated is there are people that don't have a genetic predisposition that yeah. may have had a trauma that gives them ADHD or the symptoms that looks exactly like my ADHD, but it would be from a different cause. And yeah. so that that adds to that, doesn't it? It's it's another issue. Like a head trauma, for example, that affects the frontal yeah. cortex of the brain would look exactly like what I got. Yeah. Alex, That's great, great to... question. Cheers, guys. Read out the next one. I want Sam to. It's got. It's in green. Sam's oh. writing. Oh yeah, and I changed it just because I really liked this question. Um, oh, I said like, okay. Yeah, you're supposed okay. to be reading out now though. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's from Mama Chameleon. And um, what's all the fuss about the default mode network, and how important is it for our understanding of ADHD? Shall I take this one, James? No, oh, bastard. On, he, asked me, he asked me about this. He fucking asked me about this yesterday. He, he me saying. <laughs> okay. So, there, there is nothing, barring a couple of specific things, that one part of the brain does on its own without any assistance from other parts of the brain. The brain works in networks. So that means different parts so of the front of the brain 
the, the, the frontal lobe is connected to the to the, the lobe at the back of the brain it's connected to the lobe at the side of the brain this is in the, the cerebrum i think i'm writing saying al and there are networks that join different parts of the brain to do different tasks so attention we always talk about the prefrontal cortex being the seat of executive function well it's not executive functions are coordinated via networks and there are lots of networks in the brain many people get annoyed neurophysiologists when people focus just on the default mode network and the task positive network but they're important because the default mode network you can think of it as the daydreaming part of the brain it's the part of the brain that allows you to to think about you know future events oh, it'd be lovely to go on holiday next year and hopefully wait but the weather's good think about somebody that you you know and, and you know wonder how they're feeling and consider getting in touch it, it's those kind of non-task related thoughts that we have that allow us to daydream and now, any person well, right? with a, yeah yeah so like we're thinking about ADHD, something happened in the past and daydreaming about that and then you can reflect on it and so really important network, but it's it, no, it, it, low, it low energy. It is. If you then start to do a task and you don't have ADHD, such as driving the car or, or you know doing something, cooking food or whatever, what normally happens is the default mode network is switched off and the task positive network becomes activated. And that means you can focus your attention on doing the task that you're doing. But... In people with ADHD, there are studies which have shown that the default mode network does not get switched off. And that means that when you're doing a task, you can have something called mind wandering, which means you're driving a car and all of a sudden you're thinking about, oh, my God, I've got to go and do the shopping tomorrow and you know, we've got to get bread or, in Alex's case, knives, you know, or you're, you know, you're, you're focused on a, a, a task and whatever it is that you're doing, you, your thoughts can go elsewhere. So it is, it's possible that this is actually a, a pretty big player in the cause of particularly mind-wandering and the inattentive elements of, of ADHD because when we're trying to focus on a task, our brains can be elsewhere. This is really important, isn't it? So, so everyone has mind-wandering and everyone, it, it isn't on-off, but it's just more mm. likely, isn't it? As it's more likely to stay on a bit as the daydreamy default mode network even if we're supposed to be focused on a task. And, and it's so obvious when you have ADHD, you spot it all mm. the time, don't you? I mean, it's not just me, presumably. No, it's not. <laughs> right, we're going to take a break and we'll come back in part three for thoughts on this week's theme of ADHD and smartphone use. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. No. trumpet. Welcome back to part three of episode 73 of the ADHD Adults podcast. In this final part, we talk a little bit more about the topic for this week, which is smartphone use or addiction. First question is, what made you choose the idea for the theme? I'm going to go first because I picked it. Um, and that's purely because of metrics. I think people listen to the podcast. <laughs> You're so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is diagnosable i'm sure it is um I, I i really hate them i think they're so damaging and and i know they're really helpful as well and i i, I want people who really struggle with it it's, if it's affecting their lives negatively to to see if there's anything they can do with it which is obviously not to listen to you two but <laughs> what about you sam um, as I've said many times, I have no editorial rights at all. Um, so <laughs> this had nothing to do with me. I don't think or, or anything, really. And did you know what the theme was? 
Um, I can't remember. Incredible. Yes. No, I did. I told yes. you the night before. Yes, he told me last night. So, yes, Excellent. I did. So on the theme of smartphone tips or thoughts, was there anything from the theme that you forgot to say? Sam, anything? I think just, like, don't beat yourself up too much. Like, me and James mm. both have ADHD. We both know that we have ADHD. We both get annoyed or upset with each other because of our ADHD. I can get annoyed because he forgets to close the door when he goes out and Lazy. the whole house is freezing. Or he forgets to do the things in the weird little ways that I like them done. And he can get annoyed Bing. because he doesn't feel that I'm enough to hold his attention because I always need something else. So it just, even though we know, we still get hurt and angry at each other. It doesn't stop emotional dysregulation. It doesn't stop um, rejection sensitive dysphoria. So, you know, if you're with somebody that hasn't got ADHD and doesn't understand it, imagine how difficult it is for them. I'm just saying, go easy on yourself. You, you can't yeah. help it. Oh God, that makes my next thing look really bad then. Go on. <laughs> Go on then, Al. I don't like things that make me look bad. That's not the... <laughs> I won't talk to someone if they're holding a smartphone and glancing at it. <laughs> he's, start, he's told me... Yeah, Even well, if they've got ADHD on. and you're well aware. And I'm married to them, yeah. Wow. Even, yeah. Um, yeah, I oh, will, will not. Okay. And I, won't be, I, wow. I don't allow us... I know, yeah. I've been told... You're really harsh by a really good friend who I think listens. Um, hi, Paul. And I know, I know that makes me look bad, but I, the rejection sensitivity of it is so strong. I have to before I even get even emotionally involved. I just don't. I won't. I won't enter into that. And yeah. and that is harsh. I appreciate that. It's self protection. It's self preservation yeah. from those yeah. fucking things. The other thing I didn't say that I wanted to was get rid of the apps for things. Mm. If there's a website. And don't save passwords in the websites. So if you've got something you like doing, like Twitter or like a Logic app or anything, and you want to reduce your time, make sure you have to write in your email and your password every time you want to use it. It's just a, another another physical barrier to having your hair cut in that hairdresser. So if you don't have the the, the face, if you don't want to use Facebook, for example, and you don't have the yeah. Facebook don't app, you have to Facebook. go. Well, let, is there anything you do use that you'd like to reduce your usage of? Does it have to be smartphone related? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Imagine having to counsel Sam as a therapist. Imagine. When she said, I def definitely want to reduce my hours of screen time. <laughs> oh, oh, what do you want to reduce? N absolutely no idea. To stop now. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I want to do more. <laughs> What about you, James? I guess we have to listen to your nonsense as well. You know, you, you're doing what I would say is you two utter shit wranglers yeah. have stolen the two things I was going to say. And the, the first being that sometimes it is just about what gets you through the day. We've talked about this in the past that many of us abuse substances, do things <laughs> such as gambling. What was that? Yeah, a, a laugh there. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I know you were going to say lots more things that many of us do, but it sounded like many yeah. of us, like, like that's not everyone. Everyone does that. <laughs> we, you know, we all just we all do stuff, whether it's because of domestic anxiety or whatever that gets us through the day. So again, as Mrs. ADHD said, don't beat yourself up. And then, and I, I, Alex stole this one. It is about 
you know, take apps off your phone. I've got probably 150 apps on my phone and I use 10 of them. Mm. And even from a pragmatic point of view of speeding the phone up, I need to really go through and work out, do I use that? What's its purpose? Is it functional? Does it take my time away from doing other things and, and take them off? And if you can clean your phone in that way so it's got less distractible apps on it, then that could help. Alex, you look like you're about to say something annoying well, when you say Alex stole it from me, can we just all refer yeah. to the script where it says what James is going to say in this bit? And it says, James, ellipsis. That's what it says. It says ellipsis. That's three dots. Oh, and is nothing... that what ellipsis is? Yeah, I, just, I would have just said dot, 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 to be honest. It says obviously. James, dot, dot, dot. And he yeah. didn't write anything, and now he's accusing me of stealing no. his ideas. I am, yeah. I am. And I'm Sam, sorry. I'm accusing Sam of doing the same. Yeah, so you both stole it. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, amazing. So your your idea, James, your tip that you've got to say for not using your smartphone enough is to remove the unnecessary apps to speed up your smartphones. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I was I was saying no, I was just saying that's one reason that is one other benefit from doing this is that it would perform better for the things you need it for if <laughs> it would need overburdened kid. with apps. Oh, I'm ignoring the fact that you definitely said and the ones that you don't need. You did say that. Yeah. Just, you didn't. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> right that was episode 73 for the love of god of the adhd adults and it was the second ever thursday expedition of the adhd podcast after monday's episode on adhd and smartphone addiction in 2023 <laughs> if you like this nonsense no reason you would and want to get involved please contact us on the socials whether it's instagram ticker myspace or twitter or whatever but especially on our discord community the adhd adults please do we're there as frequently as we can and we love to speak to you have a lovely rest of the week bye all bye see you later trigger warning on 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 big